Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Everybody, welcome to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado, and like I always say, great relationships begin with astrology. No, that's not what I say, but today that's what I'm going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. What I always say is great relationships begin within, and whatever we can do to find some support and guidance so we can attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. That's what we're all about. And our guests today, Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon, are joining us to talk about their new book, Your Body and the Stars. So if you know about astrology, never heard about astrology, maybe you only know what your sign is. It doesn't matter because what I know is if you're listening to this program, you have a body. That's all you need for uh, admission today, to have a body and to be open to be curious, for all you astrology fans, you're jumping up and down. You're very excited. For the rest of you, stay curious and stay tuned because this hour we're going to rock it. One of my favorite subjects, talking about the body-mind connection, body-mind, spirit, soul. How do we tap into all of this wisdom that helps support us on our journey? That's what we're doing here this hour. So sit tight for that. Before we get started uh, introducing you to my special guest today, let's do what I like to do at the top of the hour, what we've done for the last decade. We, we get present. It is not a cliche. It is a practice. Becoming present in the moment so we can receive the presence that these women have brought for us, presence with an S, right? So go ahead and turn your attention to your breath. If you're driving, you can do that. Uh, your cerebellum will help you keep driving. It's, a, it's kind of a dual awareness. Just notice where your breath is in your body. And just bringing a little more attention to that. If you're at home or if you're walking, standing, sitting, whatever you're doing, just bringing your awareness to your breath. And notice where it is in your body. It might be in your belly. You might notice it in your chest. You might feel it streaming through your nostrils or your lips. You might even hear the sound of your breath using all of your senses, giving yourself this gift in this moment of your own attention, just cultivating presence. And here we are. Are you here yet? <laughs> Take your time, maybe take an audible breath, and we're going to turn our attention now towards finding a portal of gratitude. That's the second part of our practice. Um, really cultivating that perspective of gratitude opens us even more, opens us in our bodies, as a matter of fact, in some way. Here's a question, uh, an inquiry question. Uh, who helps make it possible for you to do what you're doing right now? It's a wonderful way to find your portal of gratitude. Maybe the electronic device you're using, 
the clothes you're wearing, the products that help support your health and wellness, the tens of hundreds of thousands of people that had to do what they do so you can do what you are doing right now. That's one way to get into uh, that portal of gratitude. So go ahead and while you're breathing, enjoy uh, enjoy looking at where, where you're grateful and who, who helped that uh, make that possible for you. Our list is uh, short but powerful. Our global honorary sponsor is the OneWorldChildrensFund.org if you're online. They are uniting busy, very busy uniting uh, people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. Uh, they believe and envision a world where we act together as a global community to ensure all children have education, health care, and a safe home. Uh, we're so grateful to have them be our honorary sponsor at the national level, the National Action Organization, committed to changing the way our culture values each other. This is no small thing either, is it? How do we value each other? Noticing what comes up for you around that. Well, they make this program possible. 100% of the proceeds goes to programming just like this. Check them out online, naction.org, for more information. And at the local level, where our mothership is here in California, and in Northern California, the Open Secret Bookstore. They have the latest in meditation and revelation. And if you haven't been with us before, I love books. This is my job. I interview authors and human potential leaders from all over the world. I love books. I love touching books. I love the way they smell. And it's not like I don't love me some Kindle. Okay, I understand that. But I just really appreciate walking into a bookstore and seeing a book like our guests have taken care to write for us today, Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon, Your Body and the Stars. I, I like their book cover. I like being compelled. I like the synchronicity, the serendipity. I like all of it, the academic part. And in the bookstore, you get to, to really enjoy that. So check them out and online, theopensecretbookstore.com. All right, everybody, you're breathing. Hopefully you've tapped into some sort of gratitude portal. And I'm thinking you might be either curious at one part of the spectrum or super excited because you love astrology. Well, our guests today uh, have really put together an amazing book for us, uh, Delving Beyond the surface of the uh, astrology section of the yellow pages or the pink pages or whatever, which is really fun and wonderful, but they're dropping into a deeper conversation for us, and they're joining us today uh, because, for example, you might be a Gemini, but did you know that you might also have the heart of a Leo or at the feet of a Pisces? Well, we've read our horoscopes for insights into our love lives, careers, and friendships, many of us. But we've often overlooked the fact that every day each sign expresses itself differently through uh, you. (laughs) And uh, apparently they've they've got a a wonderful science behind this book. Holistic health physician Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon, world-renowned astrologer and resident horoscope columnist for Harper's Bazaar, present a never-before-seen guide to infinite and often untapped wisdom. They combine their individual expertise to bring the 12 zodiac signs to physical life, sharing lessons, meditations, and exercises that can prevent and self-heal, illuminating your head-to-toe healing connection with the cosmos. And they're joining us right here, right now, today on Marian Live. Welcome, ladies, Stephanie and Rebecca, to the program. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. We're so pleased to be part of your show. I'm so glad, and I, I can feel my folks jumping up and down. We, we have an audience that really loves human potential and all the different ways we can tap into that. And astrology being 
just super fun and magical, right? Uh, on the surface, sometimes we maybe aren't looking deeper where you ladies have looked. You're looking now into the body and the health and wellness. How did this come about, and how did the two of you uh, connect together? Tell us a little bit about your story. Stephanie, let's start with you. Uh, the story actually answers both of those questions. I met Rebecca back in 2012 when she was, sorry, I saw Rebecca back in 2012 when she was a panelist speaking on the evolution of consciousness, and light bulbs just went off in a couple regards. One, that I knew this woman profoundly, deeply, and one day we were going to work together. It wasn't that day, but one day. And then the second light bulb went off because I am a doctor who works with the body as it connects to our thoughts, our emotions, our spirit. Um, as a quantum physicist at heart, I believe energy is as we perceive it. So whether we're talking about chakras, acupuncture meridians, you know, suddenly I was hearing her talk about the zodiac and thought, shouldn't the zodiac also be able to connect to our physical form? At that point, not realizing that this is actually the history of astrology. Long story short, I went home that night, super inspired, woke up with the idea for the book, outlined it, and six months later, it turned out that Rebecca and I were practicing at the same healing center at Gramercy Park in New York City, and our stars aligned, we met, and when the opportunity for me to write the book came up, it was a no-brainer that this is how we were going to start our work together. Wow. Yes. No bones about it. All right. Well, <laughs> Rebecca, what was your uh, perspective on this same situation? Uh, tell us something. Uh, about you. I, so, I mean, I, I actually grew up with astrology as my stepmother is an astrologer, and she was really kindest to show me some of the very early texts growing up. And the early texts of astrology are primarily medical texts, um, because as Stephanie just said, the beginnings of astrology were rooted in medicine. Um, before we invented the X-ray and all of these things, we had some tools. And they were holistic tools. We worked with herbs, and we also worked with astrology. So, um, you know, and, and I was able to see, you know, we all hear these things in the beginning of astrology, like Aries rules the head, and Taurus rules the shoulders, and uh, the neck, and so on. Um, so, I, you know, I, I have, like, many planets in Virgo, so I've always had an interest in health and astrology. And, uh, yeah, that talk, I remember seeing Stephanie in, in the group, in the audience, and um you know, knowing that she was a holistic physician and everything, and we had an immediate connection, and we also started to see similar clients. Um, the same clients who would see her would come to me. They would see me come to her. And so we had this wonderful dialogue that really continued throughout the year, and that was truly the beginnings of the book, of sort of both of our takes on on the physical being and on the cosmos, um, from the cosmic perspective and from the anatomical. Yeah. And I love that you're both bringing up the sort of the serendipity or synchronicity, some people might call it, which is really not a chance in this way. It sounds like you both were meant to be together, and you acknowledged that there was something inside of you that knew that this wanted to come forward. I love that. I love naming that, and uh, I think it's a powerful way to start uh, any project uh, or offering that comes through you, yeah, recognizing that. Um, I, I think what's unusual about it is in the scientific, um, well, uh, let, let's be fair here. T traditionally, when we talk about science, these sort of things aren't spoken about so liberally, are they? We want to uh, somehow quantify everything. Uh, we need to be able to measure it and so forth. And I, I love, Stephanie, that you're, 
you're just very openly talking about science meeting the unseen, right, the unseen realms. Can you talk a little bit about this? I think it's an important point here. And why, uh, absolutely, and why. Yeah. but, but I, I want to re-reference our concept of science as one that expands throughout time and hence has evolved. So today it's much more objective and quantified, um, but it didn't start that way. It started based on observation and experimentation. And the beginnings of modern science, uh, which, of course, we're only, know, we're only as humans able to know our history as so far as written records appearing in the Babylonian era. Um, but from there, what we're able to know is because everything started as observation, it was rooted in patterns of the world around us. And one of these patterns were the patterns of the celestial bodies we saw in the sky, right, and how they affected weather and how they affected our temperament and how they affected our nature and our nurture. And it was through this foundation that then we were able to quantify. So, for example, you're seeing these celestial, you know, things up in the sky. We don't know what they are thousands of years ago. Uh, and after realizing they have a more qualitative effect, the more we look at them, the more we think, oh, well, what are these things? And we're able to understand them as their own physical bodies, and astronomy comes to light at the same time. And just as we see patterns in, you know, potentially weather behavior, we see patterns in their geometric relationships, and geometry comes up. And so that's why, not why, sorry, that's how really science was born. It was born out of inquiry. It was born out of experience. Uh, and it was born out of the qualitative, not the quantitative. It has turned into the quantitative. So in writing this book, for me, a big part of it was really, as you said in the beginning, opening up the conversation and reminding us that it's not one thing or the other. It's not modern or ancient. It's a little bit of both. Indeed, one is predicated on the other. Beautiful. You know, And it's not objective or subjective. It's both. Our lives are not a zero-sum equation. I love this response, and it's so restorative. It sort of feels archaeological in a kind of way in terms of our uh, social memes, right? So you're uh, helping us get traction with this bigger conversation that seems to be uh, in the hearts and on the hearts and in the minds of a lot of folks, which is this body-mind connection. It's not a concept. It's what I'm hearing you say. It's an um, ancient sort of normative way of the, of the, the universe roles, so to speak, right? And you're just and, Well, it's it also ancient science. Yeah. That's yeah. what science was. Our understanding of science, our definition of science, has evolved as we have. Yeah, gorgeous. Well, thank you for that uh, explanation as we move on to talk a little bit about, let's, let me ask you this, Rebecca. Um, keeping that bigger context of science in mind, um, Tell us a little bit about astrology for folks who aren't so clear uh, at, before we go into this mind-body connection specifically. How does this, what is astrology sort of predicated on? Uh, Stephanie mentioned it in a sort of a, a general overview, um, but let's talk about it more specifically. And uh, current in current time, you know, in our culture, uh, how do we hold astrology? That's a great question and a huge question also. So... I think we should just kind of go back to, to the ancient times, first of all. And, you know, we think before the days of TV and all of this, when there was no light pollution, um, there was a few things going on, right? There was the night sky, and there was the patterns of planets that were moving. People needed to eat. There was hunting. There was gathering. So for thousands and thousands of years on planet Earth, all people did was observe. 
And this, as Stephanie said also, the underpinnings of science is this sort of open conversation and observation. And people started to take notes, like, interesting. How come every time that bright planet and this bright planet connect, everybody's having babies? And why is it that every time Mars is rising there, a neighboring village wants to go to war? Or so and so on. So these patterns for thousands of years were documented. And, I mean, we have notes going back to the Babylonian era of astrology. And this has been practiced in so many different ways throughout history. And, I mean, the first horoscopes, the actual horoscopes as we know them today, as creating a birth chart, originated from ancient Greece. Um, The way before that, astrology was being practiced. And, you know, many people today and probably a lot of listeners are familiar with the sun sign columns that they might see in the newspaper. Well, that is a very new aspect of astrology that really started in the early 1900s during the war. So this is something, you know, and we see which is very much like the icing, the top layer of it all, uh, versus the, the depth of astrology. It's really the science and the spirit of how our bodies are made up of the exact same stuff of planets and stars. And it is showing really the, um, the fact that uh, my favorite quote is everything breathes together. It's not like the planets make us do this, you know. It's not like Mercury made me do it or Saturn made me do it. Though this is uh, where the planet is in, in the moment, this is the energetic pull, such as if the moon is full, it's pulling on the waters of the planet. We have high tide. We have high emotions as well. They pull on the waters of your body. Mm. So it's really the causal nature of everything. Mm. And just because we can see the moon, you know, we relate to it quite often. But every planet has a pull just like the moon does as well. So, yes, uh, for those of you out there who are just joining us, you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) We're talking about astrology in the body. Not to worry. You have come to the right place. Astrology is an ancient science, as they say, uh, steeped in observation. Stephanie Marengo, Rebecca Gordon are joining us. They've written a new book called Your Body and the Stars, and we are deep into the initial conversation about how can astrology, what is astrology, how can it serve us, and, and the changes that have happened uh, in the course of the last several thousand years in terms of how science can serve us once again by sort of resurrecting this more holistic view. So as we sort of drill down, ladies, we're going to go to break in just a minute. Um, Stephanie, I'd love to start to turn our attention towards the conversation of this mind-body revolution, now that we've laid some tracks. Um, This is something that most people know about, the mind-body connection, but I'd really like you to speak to what exactly does that mean? And were they ever disconnected, or, you know, is this just, again, the way that science brought us sort of more into the head, for lack of a better way to explain this, and sort of denouncing the body? But would you please speak to that? Absolutely, and then do I get the Nobel Prize? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) After I explained to everyone. (laughs) My show, we return. We'll be back in just a minute for more right here with Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon and their beautiful book, your body and the stars, the zodiac, as your wellness guide. Right here on Marian Lab. Don't touch that dial, everybody. We'll be right back.
I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered no, no more love life drama, drama for us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado, and I'm David Raynal. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships, and how self inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single, and over 50% end in divorce? Yet. We spend an average of one third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind. The great relationships begin within self inquiry divination deck because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under twenty dollars, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Dot com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world, or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees for the best deals, even last-minute deals. Visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody, you are in the right place. If you've heard of astrology, if you love astrology, if you're curious. More importantly, if you have a body and you've tuned in and want to know how the stars can help you on your path to wellness, uh, I'll tell you, this book is your guide. Your body and the stars, the zodiac is your wellness guide. Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon are joining us. We've laid down some of the basic sort of tracks in terms of, or the scaffold in terms of what, how you met uh, uh, understanding the context uh, within this book that was birthed uh, forward science meets uh, astrology, astronomy. I mean, you know, I loved how you both talked about uh, the, the, the bigger picture uh, in terms of the way that we understand ourselves. You know, we can't leave out history, people. Uh, we need to be curious. We need to take a look under the hood, and, and that's what we're doing today. Um, Stephanie, before we went to break, I asked you to to help us understand a little bit uh, the mind-body split, and you made a joke saying, well, do I get the Pulitzer Prize for doing so? <laughs> well, you can certainly have uh, a lot of folks be grateful for you helping, making an attempt to help us sort this out, because it seems like a cliche already, and I don't even know if we know what it means. Fair enough, and I think it means a lot of different things to different people, but here's my take on it. I believe that we humans have a body, 
we have a mind, we have emotions, and we have spirit, which right now I'll connect soul into for all of us. And we need to access all of these parts of us to feel totally healthy, totally happy. We can't have any one part neglected or we can't have parts out of alignment because that is ultimately what results in dis-ease. They all exist at the same time simultaneously, and as far as I'm concerned, they all say the same thing just in different ways. Here's an example. Take the construct of love. At the physical level, perhaps it's a hug, a kiss. At the mental level, it's the thought, I love you, I love ice cream, I love blank. At the emotional level, it's the feeling of love, which is different than the thought. It's that, it's that swelling of the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the level of spirit, it's its highest form, as perhaps, you know, archetypally embodied by Mother Mary or Jesus Christ, right? Its own love as its own greatest essence. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the, you know, body-mind practices and awareness that are becoming popular today, I actually, in my work, do body-mind, emotion, spirit, because, again, to me, we need to acknowledge all. Right now, I think the body-mind connection is popular because we've been living as brains in jars, and we're starting to see that perhaps this dualistic approach of one or the other is not working, and that, hey, thoughts, as come out of the mind, don't exist by themselves in their own container. Like, they need lips to be spoken through. They need hands holding a pencil or typing at a computer to come out on paper. It's like we live in a physical world, even though our bodies are made of energy, right? So our body is the conduit for our mind, for our emotion, for spirit, i.e., for forms which are not physical in nature. And I think everyone implicitly really does know this. I think everyone does believe they think and they feel. Um, so it's really just a matter of highlighting that it all occurs in tandem. They don't think independently of being a physical human being, right? Like, you have to have the thought, I want to go for a jog to eventually propel you, you know, and the emotion behind it to go for the jog, which your body will enable. Um, so yeah, in yeah. as short as I can do it, that's, yeah, the, no, that's no, the connection. That's great. And then if we were going to move on, which I know you're going to write another book about this, I have a, had a vision of it, is really even differentiating that even more, that, that the mind is is maybe perhaps the great interpreter of other wisdoms, like yes. the stars or it's the heart brain and the belly. Right. So yeah, it's a lens. Is, yeah, this is also a finer uh, granulation of what we're talking about, but not to lose track what we know is we've never seen a brain on the side of the road doing anything, okay? Basically, <laughs> you know, it needs a body to do anything. Okay, so we've got that check. Thank you for that. We're clear on that. Rebecca, let's talk a little bit about how the stars can help us use that beautiful gray matter and all the rest of it uh, as a wonderful vehicle of perception. And let's talk a little bit about how you both decided to lay this map out so we can understand our body-mind connection uh, and, and achieve wellness. Sure. So as we have these wonderful bodies and brains and everything, each, each part of our body, uh, if we go from Aries to Pisces, um, each part of our body is actually ruled by a particular sign of the zodiac. Now, this is sort of the, the interesting concept. We have, we have many, many constellations out there um, circling our planet. But there's a specific 12 constellations that are along the path of our ecliptic, and that is called the zodiac belt. 
And those are really the 12 archetypes of humanity. Those are the 12 archetypes of life on Earth. And they're the 12 main regions of our body that also connect to the main, the, the core 12 emotions and spirit as well. So everybody on planet Earth has different amounts of different energies in them. For example, there might be somebody with their sun in Aries and a whole lot of planets in Aries. And for that person, their actual head and the shape of their skull might be extremely well-developed and even profound and a large, large size, we could even say. And we could take somebody who has many of their planets in Leo, who has a very pronounced chest and an arched back even, you know. Um, so you see these qualities um, that Leo uh, holds, such as uh, strength and courage, confidence or pride, um, generosity, as actually showing very much so in the physical form. Mm. Um, and you see this with, with, with everybody who you meet. You know, my students, and I've been running a school for 10 years, and my students love to go out in the world and guess people's signs because you, you actually, you get pretty good at it once you start to understand <laughs> various parts of the body and the connections there. But when I see clients in my office, you know, I look at not only their sun sign, but their moon sign and their Mars sign and all of the different um, parts of their psyche, emotion, spirit, and also I see the chart as a map of the body. Mm. So to me, when I see a birth chart, I'm looking at a map of the physical form, which is really simply a pure representation mm -hmm. of, Stephanie said, the emotions, the mind, spirit. Beautiful. Great terrain that we're in there. Um, I love this explanation. Stephanie, talk a little bit about our um, allopathic um, uh, sort of definition of health versus the holistic. Because I, the way I see it is the allopathic model, as Joe Coppin, this amazing professor, once said years ago, and I tucked it away, is the allopathic model sees being symptomless as being uh, a healthy individual. Tell us what your thoughts are uh, in terms of the contrast between the two. That's, you ask really interesting questions. Um, in terms of allopathy, and I'm going to go more with the MDs versus the NDs because NDs are also considered allopathic but function from a much more holistic point of view. Um, I think the individual you quoted is right, that right now health is seen as an absence of symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, it took me several years, probably not until my third year of medical school, to realize that our mainstream medical system what it really excels at is disease management, disease um, treatment, and understanding of disease. And we need that. We absolutely need that. Um, but it doesn't understand health. And health presents a totally separate set of questions than disease. Because then instead of asking what, what constitutes a disease, how do we understand its mechanism, how do we work to remedy it, health, on the other hand, we require a new definition of what is health, how do we enable it, um, what does it feel like. And when we ask those different set of questions, it would entail a different set of resources toward that end. And those just aren't where the resources are spent in the mainstream medical system. Uh, so there really is a big difference to me, and I think to the holistic model in general, health is an optimal state of body, mind, emotion, and spiritual well-being. Right. Okay, the, what you mentioned earlier, right? And we yeah. need to be functioning on all levels. Okay, that said, 
it feels like an important segue to how to use this book. So we're not going to use this book to maybe address something from the um, allopathic uh, framework. You know, we're going to look at it from a holistic standpoint, folks. When we get back more more and more, Stephanie Marengo, Rebecca Gordon, they're in the house with us on Marianne Live. They're talking about their new book, Your Body and the Stars. The Zodiac is your wellness guide. Let's get well together right when we get back and right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET, they've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Stephanie Marengo and Rebecca Gordon, astrologer, uh, is they're in the house with us. They're talking about their new book, Your Body and the Stars. Zodiac is your wellness guide. Before we went to break, Stephanie, I, I made a comment that, we, that you want to elaborate a little bit on, and that is <clears throat> this book is for the holistic-minded folks, and you're saying, no, 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 it's uh, allopathic as well. Um, let's revisit that real quick. Yes. Yeah, you had mentioned that the allopathic uh, patient-going population potentially would not use this, and I just want to be clear that it's not one or the other. As you said in the beginning of the conversation, everyone has a body. And so whatever treatment you, the listener, are receiving at a given point in time, um, that's wonderful. And mainstream medicine absolutely has its purpose. This isn't, the book is not about mainstream medicine. The, the book is about in between your visits with your health practitioner, whether they're mainstream or holistic, what's your responsibility in the matter? What lessons can you derive from this? What understandings and what practical tools can you take away in order to keep maintaining your health so that you're not externalizing your responsibility and so that you feel empowered? Great. Beautiful. And I should have asked the question, I apologize, versus 
of making an assumption. Thank you for that clarification. It's a critical one to, to your work. Uh, and, and moving from there, let's move into how do we use this book? The, the uh, average individual who has a body <laughs> wants to buy this book and use it. And during the break, I said, well, let's say I wanted to use this book, and today I'm, I'm fighting off a cold, I might say. Uh, I'm doing pretty well at it. I've got all my remedies and all my, you know, uh, old Indian tricks, and everybody else has their advice, right? But if I came to one or both of you, what might you tell me? I've, I've got a cold. I'm fighting it. What, 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 what's going on here in the stars in my body? Sure. Uh, uh, Rebecca, yeah, Rebecca, let's start with you on this one. Okay, great. So what I normally do beginning with any kind is I pull up the astrological birth chart. And what I need for that is the birth time, which you had given me, and everything. Well, the book, first I just want to explain, if all you know is your sun sign, it is excellent to really get to understand your sun sign archetype. Like you're an Aries or an Aquarius, what you came here to do on planet Earth. That's likely the strongest region of your body, and it's also the most susceptible. So it's very important to kind of begin with exploring that. And if you're going to choose anything to do every day and maintain in the book as a practice, I would go with your sun sign. Um, that said, you asked what's going on today. Sure. For an now, example the- for folks, how they would use it, right? Right. We'll, we'll use me as an example right now real quick. So... We have the privilege of being able to see your astrological chart right now. Um, So I can speak from a much more detailed perspective as if you were to come into my office um, and if you said you were sick today. So as I look at your chart at this moment, and um, I see something, I'm looking at something called transits, which is what's going on at the moment Mm -hmm. and what is affecting your planet. And I'm seeing actually a major transit, which speaks to two planets in sort of a challenging way. And the two planets affected are the Moon and Venus. And they are both planets of receiving. And they're both the feminine planets. So at first, I would say um, this actually has to do with um, the ability to really receive and take in as well. And the Moon rules the heart, the emotion. Venus also has a lot to do with love and the heart and emotion. And, and often the the, um, the act of getting sick, you know, it's like the body is so perfect and it, it shows us exactly what's going on with us emotionally, mentally, spiritually. If we don't take care of certain parts, we get, we get sick or disease or something shows up and then we can deal with it. So I see that it's, um, as I look at your chart, it's a Chiron transit, which is about the wounded healer. And it's about a deep healing process happening, um, actually, on an emotional level. Uh, and we can probably go into that more later, but it has to do with love and also receiving. Okay. Um, but, of course, you know, I think if you just know your sun sign and your rising sign and you open the book, you would look at Scorpio and Aquarius. And there's vital lessons in those two signs as well. Uh, is Scorpio ruling the sacrum and the sit bones and also Aquarius ruling the ankles. Scorpio as your ability to transform and let go of things and move on. It's the process of death, transformation, and rebirth. And Aquarius, the ankles, your ability to stand up for what you believe in on your own. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) That's so lightweight. Come on, you guys. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. 
this is powerful, right? You have a cold. Don't think it's just a cold, people. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Low but, you know, oh, sorry. No, no, please go, Stephanie. I was going to say, if they don't have the absolute pleasure and privilege of having Rebecca read their chart, which it is truly a pleasure and privilege and very enlightening, they can reference their body region as well. So, for example, with a head cold, you would turn to the chapter on Aries and the head of the ram. Okay. And you could look to see different themes in that chapter, and it's clearly full of chalk, you know, chock full information, but the basic theme is asserting yourself with active awareness. And so I think as your head cold comes up, you know, Aries in the head, the head is what we're aware through, through our senses. The head holds not just the brain where we interpret information, but all of the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the skin, where we receive information in order to be able to interpret it. And that's the Aries energy. It's asking us to very presently and actively be aware of the aspects of our environment that work for us, that form our sense of self, and not just take it for granted and not move through life passively, but know this is what works for me. And then every now and then revisit that, revisit stories and ideas that might be outdated. Because when the Aries energy is stifled, it's going to get stifled, it's going to get stuck in your head, and your head is going to feel stuffed with these outdated ideas, feelings, thoughts, beliefs that maybe worked for you 10 years ago but don't work for you any longer. So at the very basic level, and quite honestly, I'm literally getting over a head cold myself, and it's a question I've been asking myself, okay, what are the old stories in my head that I need to release? And that are being released out of me physically as mucus anyway. Yeah. But, you know, what, 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 how can I stop the pinging around of, of what's going on inside of my head and just get rid of, get rid of the parts of myself and my environment that no longer serve my highest purpose? And I would imagine if you, like, if it manifests in your throat or your chest, you would look in different areas of the book. Mine was more in my throat than my head. Exactly. And now exactly. sort of, and, and it's not taking, which is odd. Sometimes cold take in different places so you can follow it and use the book uh, as a sort of guide to help you get more specific about where it's manifesting. Rebecca, you're nodding your head. What do you you want to add? You want to jump in here? Yes, I did. I just wanted to mention also the myriad of realms that we addressed it to. So let's say it is the throat. And it's, you know, we give a whole plethora of things you can do um, from affirmations, meditation, physical exercises, um, really lifestyle practices. So it's more like a, almost kind of like a lifestyle guide in a way to really bonify and strengthen that area of the body to really understand it on the emotional, spiritual, mental level. So both Stephanie and I have yoga certifications and both Hatha, her, and, and Kundalini, me. So we, we um, really bring so many different healing modalities into it which are not just physical exercises, but all, all kinds of things to really address it because I really feel strongly about coming from every angle. Gorgeous. This is wonderful. We're going to go to break, everybody. Don't worry. We'll be right back. Your body and the stars, that's what we're talking about. How you're going to use this book is what we're going to talk about when we come back. We've given you some examples. Uh, we're uh, with Stephanie Marengo, MD, and Rebecca Gordon, astrologer, etc., uh, these Renaissance women are going to be joining me when we get back right after these messages. More when we return.
I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered no, no more love life drama, drama for us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarano is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlife.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlife.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net. Net, the positive radio network. Thank you. All right, everybody. Did you hear that? Yeah, I was getting my own little diagnosis in the back. <laughs> what a beautiful bonus. Oh, yeah, you can find yours. Whatever's going on with you and your body, uh, the answer could be in the stars. It's certainly in your body and the stars together. Uh, Stephanie Marengo, MD, and Rebecca Gordon, astrologer, and uh, et cetera. These women are, are so well-versed. They're well-educated, and they know what they're talking about here. Now they're going to teach us how to use this beautiful book that they've written. Uh, we've, we've made some broad strokes, ladies. Uh, uh, Stephanie, tell us, uh, you know, from soup to nuts real quick, how do we use the book and how might we approach it uh, most simply? Absolutely. So you can choose to use the book either approaching it by zodiac sign, whether it's your sun sign, moon sign, Saturn sign, uh, or you can approach it by the body region, which I'll talk a little bit more about because that's that's my lens um, and how I see life, the universe, and everything. So, for example, let's say you have lower back pain, and we are in the season of Libra, moving into Scorpio, but we're in Libra. Um, you have lower back pain, and you're doing what you need to do at the physical level for it. Maybe you're taking Motrin. Maybe you're getting massages, um, acupuncture, whatever your interest is. But your question is, okay, there's something more going on with the pain than just contraction of my actin and myosin protein filaments in the muscles. <laughs> there's something more here. What's going on that I personally can work with at many levels in order to help resolve and heal at all those levels. So you would flip to the chapter on the back of the scales, which is the Libra chapter, and each chapter has its theme, and the theme is balance your scales of truth with grace. 
And then you're going to read, and I'm just talking, I'm going to stay to talking just practically here, even though I'd love to wax poetic. You're going to read about your body and the lower back, and it's going to teach you how your lower back balances and supports you. And then the chapter is going to move into the stars and talk about how the constellation holds the energy of the scales and balancing your scales of truth with grace. And then after you understand how this message relates to your lower back, you can see where you might be out of whack. You know, maybe you're resisting the lessons and you're too tight, and so you have muscle spasms, and that's why it's happening. Or maybe the scales are tipped the other way and you have no good support structures, and so you have really weak weakness in the back. From there, you'll go on to read about different self-directed questions you can ask yourself to further ascertain, and then exercises like half-boat pose, which is Navasana, rolling like a ball, which is a Pilates pose, uh, a meditation. We also do journaling. We do a bunch of different fun stuff throughout the chapters in order to embody these lessons. And this goes back to what we were discussing at the beginning, which is it's not enough to just know this information in your head. You have to bring it through your body. This is how the practical magic happens. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, so we, those of us who know our sun signs, there's no problem here. If you don't know your sun sign, you can check out uh, Rebecca's website uh, or you can contact Rebecca and get a reading or uh, she can direct you where you can find more information about your astrology, I'm assuming, Rebecca. Um, so let's say you, you're a little more sophisticated and you kind of know your way around your chart a little bit. Um, how might that person drop even deeper into the conversation? Uh, let's say they're not just looking at their sun sign. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that, Rebecca. Great. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of my clients are actually, I mean, they've learned astrology over the years, so they use it in this way as well. And if you happen to know your astrology chart, your sun sign, and a few other elements, um, there's, there's really wonderful ways to use the book. So, as, as you might know, each planet really speaks to, as well, um, a different function. So, Mars has to do with action and moving forward. Um, Saturn has to do with where there's blocks and so on. So all of the listeners have each planet in their chart in a different sign. Now, if you happen to know the sign of not only your sun but your rising sign, I find that to have tremendous value because the rising sign rules your physical body. So I, I always, first of all, recommend to read for your rising sign. And, you know, when you're reading horoscopes and as well, Check out the exercises we recommend that relate to your rising sign. Okay, so my rising sign is Aquarius, for example. What planet uh, in my chart is that is that associated with, for example? That's not a planet. I haven't gotten to the planets yet, actually. Oh, okay. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, but we're not. I mean, I would just first of all be aware of your rising sign, which is sign that's on the horizon at your moment of birth. Got it. And that's going to tell us a lot more about our physical form. Now, your Saturn. If you happen to know your Saturn planet, that is often a region where there's blocks and where there's sort of, we could say, karmic blocks or ancestral blocks, where, we're, where we might struggle a bit more with. So if you happen to know your Saturn sign, um, that is also a really vital area to work with where, you know, everybody in your third grade class also has the same Saturn sign, so it's a bit of the generational karma mm-hmm. that um, you're working with. And for health as well, I like to look at the Mars sign, too. Okay. Because your Mars sign also shows where there can be a tremendous amount of push and force and energy in your body, and sometimes too much. 
Yeah, and beautiful. All right, well, these are some wonderful portals, great entry points for folks. Certainly you want to pick up a copy of the book, Your Body and the Stars, the Zodiac as your wellness guide. Ladies, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Uh, what do you want to leave us with, Stephanie? Um, that it's just what the title says, that it's a wellness guide. I actually prefer the, the term well-being, uh, but whether you want to call it wellness or well-being, we're actually not proselytizing astrology here. Um, it's a fabulous tool. But it's one wellness tool, and ultimately you need to know if it works for you. We're just reintroducing it as an ancient wisdom for a modern day and a modern life. And it's a fun one. It's a comprehensive one. This book makes it an understandable and a practical one. And I just I would love folks who aren't necessarily inherently interested in astrology to be open-minded and open-hearted enough to just check it out and have fun with it and see how it works for them. Beautiful, like in your introduction, the human body is practical magic, as you said yes. in the preface. Rebecca, what do you want to leave us with? Thanks, Stephanie. So I would like to leave people with a sense of empowerment with the book. Uh, when a part of your body hurts or you get a cold, just before you go run and ask the doctor, um, perhaps ask yourself first, what else could this mean? And just to restore the sense of personal empowerment with our bodies, our health, and that's it's something that used to be a lot more present, and we've gone so far out of touch with the connection to our own bodies. And I mean, astrology is a study of self-awareness, and um, your readers more wisdom in that regard. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Stephanie Marengo can be reached at embodiment.com, I-M-B-O-D-Y-M-E-N-T.com, Rebecca Gordon, mypathastrology.com. Ladies, we wish you every blessing and the best of success. Uh, with your new book. Thank you so much, and thanks for allowing us the opportunity to share it. Absolutely. Come back and tell us about your next project, uh, which (laughs) I have a sense that you're working on already. uh, Always. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, good luck, ladies. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to be right back, everybody, right after these messages for our wrap in just a minute. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life. But it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch. Go to a park or visit a zoo. Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy, and sometimes we all fall short. But the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. everybody. Oh yeah, that felt good, didn't it? Get a copy of Your Body and the Stars. I can hear your fingers clicking. You're at Amazon right now. Uh, so glad you joined us today. I'm Marian Live. The third part of our practice is go do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Maybe send them a copy of this book uh, anonymously or just help somebody put away their grocery cart or you know, maybe uh, let them go first on the freeway, people, okay, without you know, going uh, ballistic. I don't know. You'll figure it out. Do something nice for somebody else today. And you will have completed three parts of your practice uh, here on Marian Live. Next week, joining us, Sherry Brown, Seven Commandments for Happiness and Prosperity. She'll be joining us on Marian Live. We're so glad to have her. And, again, uh, our special thanks to our guests today, Stephanie Marengo, MD, and Rebecca Gordon, astrologer, for joining us. And, uh, yeah, until next time, everybody, I wish you every blessing. We'll see you soon. Take care.